0: Are you ready, Harvey? Should we do it? Okay. Wisdom walking with a ham-an. <laughs> ham log, 14.639. What a beautiful spring day. All the animals are out, still singing, getting ready for the uh, well, the activities of the day. The sun is shining, the sky is blue, and I can feel heat on my face. Oh, it's a lovely day. Today, I want to talk about um, a load of animals and uh, the perils of books and friends, if I may. There's a guy called Mark Nathan. He said, he's a business guy, he said something that came to my mind, my attention, sorry, about three, four weeks ago. And he said, nobody can be creative when being chased by a lion. Nobody can be creative when being chased by a lion. Now, two things happened there for me. First of all, I heard it, when I first heard it, I misheard it and uh, what I was trying to work out was, nobody can be creative when chasing a lion. Puppy, leave that, leave that. Nobody can be creative when chasing a lion. Hang on a minute. That's that's a completely different mind shift, isn't it? From being chased by a lion and chasing a lion. God, I think I'm probably in a habit of flipping stuff, maybe turning stuff upside down. But let's stay on point. Mr. Nathan said, when being chased by a lion, we can't be creative. The second thing that went in my head, I didn't see a lion, I had a tiger. I don't know, for some reason, maybe I saw something on the TV, the David Attenborough thing about tigers being super cool apex predators and you know, Nathan was talking about the line in the workplace when he was talking about managers and uh, the impact they can have on on their teams and their staff and he was talking about the cultures, the work individuals create amongst themselves And we may not be aware that bad bosses bad leaders bad teachers supervisors bad parents Sometimes they do it out of fear And they tend to attack the weaker positions Because for whatever reason in their mind they might think yeah, this is the way managers are we uh, uh, Get rid of the, uh, the chaff get rid of the rubbish and whatever's left, yeah, I'll run with that. So they belittle the uh, the smaller man. Uh, no, nothing wrong with the man, could be a woman, whatever. Um, some of them probably, you know, they think their job as a manager is to bark loudly because they probably had a manager did that once before with them. Whatever the reason for it, if the puppy, don't eat the wood, Whatever the reason why the manager or the leader is being a predatory in its discussions with its individuals in the team in the business, there are consequences. And in a workplace, those individuals will spend all their time getting away from the radar. They don't want to be under the radar of the boss. You know, they'll find ways of not coming to his attention. They'll come in, they'll do the job, and they'll get out. And they'll just keep their head down. They won't be creative. They won't think rationally. They're being, uh, avoidance in their behavior. They'll just come in and do stuff and get out. And of course, that's not what a business wants. You, You get a robot to do that. Never mind. And if if our creativity goes then maybe we don't think logically because we become become too focused on the bad stuff the threats and the danger we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to think effectively about how to deal with a problem or, or have the freedom to explore different ways of working. And as human beings when we, when we have a threat in front of us, as a human being, the longer it's there, the more we become the base version of ourselves. And for me, that means we'll be scared to react. But we have to react. So some of us might freeze. Some of us might just hide. Some of us might scream, some of us might cry, some of us might shout out. Some of us might just stay there and allow the the abuse, mental or physical whatever it is, from whatever your tiger represents to continue. Some of us will whimper, cry, freeze, scream, scream and run, scream and stay. Yeah so when all that's going on, yeah Mr Nathan you're quite right, Uh, you know, you can't be creative when being chased by a lion. You just want to survive. However you're doing it, however I've done it, that's okay. However you have reacted, it's natural. Because that's the way you did it. And because it's natural, it's okay. Nothing to be ashamed about, however, however we dealt with it or how we're we dealing with it at the moment. But the thing is, the longer this goes on, the more nightmares we'll have afterwards, after it's been dealt with. So I'm just wondering if there are different ways of dealing with the lion or the tiger, that's chasing you. Maybe, maybe there is, because I don't want to live in a world of fear. And I don't want my, friends, colleagues, and my family. I don't want them to live in fear. Think thing about these um, apex predators, it's quite interesting. Um, predators, you know, it's a big uh, beastie chasing down their small fry, so they're going to eat it. Um, all kinds of predators, you might have heard this before, about bears. You know, there's two people in the woods, they come across a bear, and the, one of the guys says, oh quick, start running, start running. And the first guy uh, looks down at the second guy who's kneading down and uh, changing his shoes and putting his trainers on. And the guy says, what are you doing? We've got to run, the, um, the bear's going to get us. And he goes, well, yeah, come on, we've got to run now. He says, well, yeah, but all I need to do is run faster than you. <laughs> right. OK, so he's going to leave his mate to the, to the bear. He's going to leave his mate. He's fully aware of the situation. And he's going to leave his mate, so it's quite funny. Mm, no, not really. Uh, God, going way, way back to the distant youth of my past. There was a, a circ- set of circumstances meant that me and my chums were walking home from an evening out. There's about five of us. Next thing I know, a car's pulled up late at night in front of us, and there's three guys with with masks on and I see a baseball bat. As he gets out, his mate gets out of the back and he's got a baseball bat as well. I said to my mate, leg it. That's only uh, as <laughs> a man with the trainers on can do. I shouted leg it running, it's a massive warning. And I'm off, because uh, the driver's getting out and he had a baseball bat as well. Three of them com- coming for us. So I'm running and running and running, huffing and puffing, and I glanced behind me, after I realised I couldn't hear anything, there was nobody behind me, so I stopped, turned around, and these guys were smacking my mates over the, you know, with the baseball bats, and oh god, so I ran back, not like a hero, I just ran back, I had my trainers on, I was running faster than, than my mates, and I wasn't getting attacked, but then I went back. Jumped on the first bloke, stopped in smacking my mate up, and then the other guy came along spammed me over the back of the head and the neck. Knocked me out, hospital, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we all got away from it, and we've regaled over the years about the anti-heroic attitude of Leggett, whilst the rest of them were left there to face a predator. But the thing is, with your mate, kind of want to be close to them and if you can experience something that they're experiencing you don't want to leave them and you don't want want your mates to leave you if they know what's going on you don't want them to leave you but the thing about a bear that story about the guy with the bear you know bears in terms of their success rate when they're hunting they're not that good (laughs) not that good a bear in the wild can only hunt and kill successfully 2% at the time Of 100 hunts, the bear only gets somebody twice. It could be a seal, a bear, I don't know what it is. Only 2%. Hmm. polar bear is also a bear, and his figures are just under 2%. And they're like the number one predator on the planet. Or on land, sorry. On land. So, Now, the good thing with a polar bear or a grizzly, should you come across one in Surrey or Berkshire or Hampshire or the Midlands, wherever you might be, is they're very curious. And if you see a bear, it will be able to outrun you. You can't cl- you run away from it. You can't climb anything because it's a better climber. It will get you, it will kill you, but it's curious. So if you've got something on you, take it off, and throw it, throw it to the side. That could be a bag, a hat, uh, uh, a coat, or something. Throw something away to your left or your right as you run, and when the bear comes to it, it will see it and stop, and it'll go, oh, what's this? (laughs) They'll have a little look around. And in that time, you've got an opportunity to seek help Now the bear might then still get you, but he's only successful 2% of the time. But the point is, when you're being chased by a lion, stroke tiger, stroke bear, you can't think creatively. However, if you throw something to distract the predator, you will get some thinking time, some physical space, and you can make decisions and options probably in in that moment. It's certainly a lot better than when you're just trying to leg it and leaving your mates behind. Tigers are only successful 5% of the time. Tigers? 5%. So even if the tiger's chasing you and you're stopping you from being creative, it's only going to get you 5% of the time. The tiger is a cat. The cat is a phenomenal hunter. The domestic cat is a phenomenal hunter. A cat domesticated cat that's well fed is successful 32% of the time when it goes for a hunt. A well-fed cat hunts better than a hungry cat because it does it for fun. Hmm. The black-footed cat from Africa is 60% effective and is the second most effective predator on land. The number one predator is the African wild dog. You can look up the percentage. But the point is, these predators don't always get you. And what we need to do first, you know, how do we deal with uh, these situations? Well, first of all, if we can, recognise it. Recognise things for what they are the threat, clear and present, accept it, and if you can, we have got to react the right way. In the wild, when the animals are being chased by predators, they tend to run in herds, and you might have seen cheetahs chasing, I don't know, gazelles or whatever they are. They stay in packs and they jump high to show, look, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm fit, leave me alone. And they run in different uh, angles to confuse the predator so it doesn't get the young or the weak and more often than not, because we know cats are thirty two percent the tiger's only five the lion's less than that a cheetah's less than that so there's benefits of being close with our friends in a herd like mentality where we can do stuff for each other rather than leave them as we gallop away. Because the herd animals, they don't, they don't leg it on their own. It, there's this almost, almost a plan. They run in a similar direction, but they zig and zag and get away, and circle, and more often than not, everyone goes to bed happily. And the thing is, if you're with your mates your friends and you know things aren't working for them and they're stuck or you're stuck and you're you're lost with whatever you're trying to deal with or come to a level of acceptance there's a lot of value and a lot of mileage and when you can just sharing it your thoughts and feelings and emotions with somebody somebody that you love you know Last animal I'm going to talk about today is a butterfly. <laughs> a butterfly can't see the colours on its wings. But everyone else can, the other the other butterflies can. And I think if one of your mates came to you with a situation, you know, you'd probably listen. You might go to solution mode or you might just be there. And then If it's right, and wanted, then you you could maybe offer help, support, solutions, but maybe what you look to do is help the individual see the brightness of their wings that you can see. And remind them that maybe what they're looking at is so big, so fits. It's not allowing them to be creative. Their thoughts are going all over the show. And they've been put in this situation but maybe if you can help them understand there is the color that might help them along the way but the other thing it works the other way as well doesn't it if you went to your mates let's see good stuff if you came to me <laughs> I might know you I might not know you but within a few moments i would find really good stuff in you and I'd like to explore that more to find out why and how and what it is and and if I do know you, I'll probably remind you of some stuff. A mate of mine, he's, uh, yeah, his, uh, he and his uh, good lady wife, they had a wonderful dog, who died about eighteen months ago, maybe two years now. And uh, this dog was so loved, and a very well trained, an adorable puppy. But eventually, he had died. I think it was ten or eleven years of age. So the heartache and the anguish was massive. And my mate was, he came over, and we, we had a coffee, we were talking about stuff, and then we got onto the dog. And I just asked, you know, how, how his wife was, how he was. And he said to me, and he was, he was tearing up, he said the thing that really fucks him off, apologies for the language, is everybody says, oh, you're gonna get another one? You know, that'll be really good. And, and he said, that's not what I want to hear. Why does everyone ask me, offer me that? Why does everyone do this? And I said, okay, so tell me more about that. And he goes, I don't know how to look after my wife. I don't know how to, I don't know how to help her. She's distraught and it's just been going on for, and I just can't see a way out for her. I, I don't know what to do. And I'm scared. I'm like, okay. He said, I've tried everything. None of it's helping. It's not helping her and it's not helping me And because I'm now feeling more and more stress and I've got the hurt as well. It's, it just seems to be getting deeper and deeper this circle. And I need some help. I don't know what to do. And it's not a fucking dog. I'm like, okay. Now, we've not had a conversation about what to do. We've had conversations about what not to do, and then we've always gone and done it. But I looked at him and I reached out, held his hand in this bar. (laughs) And um, I just said, well, maybe don't do anything. Just be. Just be you, just be you, the man that she fell in love with, the man she said yes to when you asked her out on a date, when you asked her to get married, when you moved in together, when you bought stuff together, when you built your now past, your future together, she was the one, her best friend. You didn't do anything, you were just you. I don't know if it's going to help, mate, but it seems to me that whatever you're doing isn't working for you. From what you've told me, maybe just be. Just be there. And then we had a big hug. And um, yeah, so it worked because I know that guy so well, 40-odd years. I probably wouldn't have a similar conversation if I'd known the person in, like four days. So I had a bit of a currency in there, an investment of currency was about how we communicate. But it's because we've been close in in the same herd for so long. And you know, friends, we, you know, the, the core being of a friend is to be there, to share common values, to worry about, to think about. And you might see them every week, every day, maybe every four or five months or years. But your friends are your friends in the herd and together you'll get there. Yeah, so it's interesting how predators are perceived. Big, scary, horrible things. Well, in nature, they're not that effective. Unless you're an African wild dog. And I don't think there's many of those in the United Kingdom. Yeah, friends. Friends are great. Friends will help you. Great friends will listen. Greater friends will say things. Amazing friends might not say anything. But what these friends will be, well, they'll be there. They'll be with you. They are, like you, human beings. They're not human doing. Yeah. So, no, change your state, change of state for me. I saw this wonderful line um, that I was reading and it, as I turned the page, there it was. These are the words. You really love him, stroke her, don't you? And then I read underneath. No name was mentioned, but someone came to mind. Phew. Well, the first name that came to mind was my mate with a dog. Yeah, I really do love him. Stroke her, don't you? And it was interesting that no one was mentioned. But I did challenge, I challenged it. Wouldn't would my thoughts have been the same if it had gone, you'd really love her stroke him? Or if it said, you really love them, don't you? so of those people, if somebody came to mind or a group of people came to mind when you maybe asked the question, you really love them, don't you? Maybe give those guys or girls a call. Check in, see how they're doing. Ask them about any predators. And maybe they'll ask you about how you're getting on and your pre- predators or, or maybe it's just nice to have a catch up. Like you're on the plains of the Serengeti together, eating and having a little drink, there with all your mates, and everything's great. Whatever it is, yeah. In lockdown, we can't see our friends as much as we used to. But what we can do is we can call them. Oh, I said do. What we could be is the people that call people. <laughs> Maybe call the people we love the most. But the thing is about lockdown when we come out the other end, there is a big, big warning about friends never ever ever lend them a book you'll never get it back so again thank you for listening to my ramblings as i'm rambling through hampshire in the springtime the sun is getting higher it's getting warmer the birds have gone a little bit quieter maybe there's a red kite high above and they're just keeping out the way. Harvey and I thank you. If you need someone to call call me and I'll uh, yeah I will be there. Thanks everyone. Hat man out.